Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Sterling Rong. She is a fine art embodiment photographer and a mindfulness practitioner. We're going to talk about the importance of spending time in nature, the healing powers of breath work and meditation, and then using art or creation photography as an empowerment tool. So I hope you guys enjoy her. Here she is. My name is Sterling Rung. Um, I am a fine art photographer and a mindfulness practitioner. Um, I'm living out on the West Coast, um, producing artwork and working with people to develop a state of um, inner calm, mindfulness, and empowerment through photography and na- uh, nature immersion. That's beautiful. How was photography healing for you? You know, I love photography because to me, it's the ability to capture a moment of truth. Mm-hmm. And each photograph has such a unique perspective. And um, it's a great tool to be able to reveal someone's true essence. And mm-hmm. I love using it, working with people to kind of help them really see their inner power, their inner creator, and help them through embodiment to kind of see that grace and beauty within themselves. That's lovely. That's very profound. Thank you. So how did you find photography as your creative outlet? How did you, how were you drawn to it? Yeah, I was always into arts as a young child, more really into drawing and painting And then on my first kind of trip abroad, um, I got to borrow my camera from the family and I just fell in love with it and Mm -hmm. traveling and learning to capture things just really, I I fell in love and um, it's always been a tool for me um, for expression and, you know, my whole life, although I haven't always done photography professionally. Right. So what advice would you give to someone who's like looking for that creative outlet when they feel anxious and stressed? How, how can they find it? Yeah, there's so many things in life that, you know, can spark your creativity and can kind of be a release. Mm-hmm. You know, working with art is such a healing modality and there are so many tools. You know, what I love about art as a healing modality is it really helps mm-hmm. with the mind-body connection. And it really kind of forces you to be present, you know, in the moment and allows your, your brain to kind of function differently, opens up these different pathways. Um, So I would, yeah, I would, I would encourage people to, you know, look outside the boundaries of what they might think is, you know, working with art. It doesn't have to be drawing, right? It can be, you know, dancing outside. It can be cooking something without a recipe, um, so really just whatever kind of feels natural to you, I think the biggest piece is just making time for it. You know, it's so easy to just go, go, go all the time yeah. in life, but if you can, you know, set a time once or twice a week where you say, okay, this is like my free, free creative space time that I'm going to dedicate and allow it to kind of intuitively come to you. Right. And even just 
getting out in nature and practicing art and making something is just really profound because do you ground a lot? I do, yeah. You do. That's one of my favorite, like, (laughs) self-care. Yeah. The best. Are you by any chance an earth sign? Uh, Yes. So I'm Capricorn sun and I'm Virgo Mm -hmm. rising. Like me. Well, I'm a triple Virgo, so. Are you? Oh, I love it. I'm so earthy. I I mean, like, when I first, I went on your website, I'm like, she has to be an earth sign. Like, has to. Like, there's nothing else. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, like, what do you, like, how important do you think it is, not just for earth signs, of course, but for other people to connect to nature just in everyday life? It's, it's, I think one of the most important things, um, uh-huh. I think our, our society is, um, going in a direction where we're moving so fast, we're living in cities and that deep connection with nature and really wild spaces is becoming lost in a lot of ways. I think yeah. that right now is that like 83% of Americans are living in urban areas and, you know, many of those areas don't have a lot of, you know, park space or even more importantly, wild spaces. And we're losing that connection back to it. And, you know, when I talk about spending time in nature, Mm -hmm. you often hear more about like the visual experience that people have with it, which of course is great. But when you're talking about nature immersion, it's really more impactful on the body and it's about activating all of the senses not just the visual aspects and really spending time quietly often by yourself is really powerful and it's just it's it impacts all levels of health even from you know your immune system to self-esteem to stress blood pressure you know cognitive function it's it's been, you know, studied a lot and it has been becoming more amplified in the scientific mm-hmm. community. But it's, I think also just you can probably relate as an earth sign, just the intuitive sense that you feel when you spend that time outside in, in nature, how that makes impact your energy as well. Oh, I sure do. I used to think it was kind of silly to be told that you should just really hug a tree, but now I really get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this makes sense. I used to just love to connect while I would like be hiking. I, that that's like my yeah. favorite thing to just walking, hiking, being alone, not even like having a music music on or like a podcast on, and really just like being mindful of like what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, what I'm smelling. Just really get into it and just escape. Like yeah. no one can bother me. And that that yeah. for me is very healing. So, yeah, and then grounding. I, I mean, ground, it's like one of the best gifts that's free and literally takes no time to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the best. And I I also love you know spending time in nature, hiking too. And I always mm-hmm. get so annoyed when I I'm hearing someone blasting music or a podcast on the trail, and I'm like, really? I mean, <laughs> can't we put in headphones? <laughs> I know, right? So what would you say, like, your favorite tips to connect to Earth and nature? 
Yeah, I think the first thing is, again, to make time for it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For the recent that yeah, well, it's like you just have to do it every week. And one of the recent studies from the European, European um, Center for Environment and Human Health um, recorded with over 20,000 participants that you need to spend at least two hours in nature a week to have wow. the health benefits. And it doesn't mm-hmm. really have any impact if it's less than two hours. And so that kind of was a good benchmark, I think, to share with people as like yeah, to really sorry, take it seriously. You. And it doesn't have oh. to be all at once. It can be broken up over the days. But really, first and foremost is is take the time. And then I also encourage people to take some time in it with friends and also alone. You know, if you can mm-hmm. go on a walk. You know, maybe you bring your dog or your pet or if you're comfortable being alone in nature, you know, doing a hike or laying outside in the grass, um, it's it's incredibly impactful. And just allow yourself to be present and to observe Mm -hmm. like you're you're saying, you know, really hear all the birds around you and feel the grass and smell each smell and that, that presence and awareness will have a much deeper impact on your body than if you're kind of just briskly walking with headphones in. Um, You'll have a very different experience. And, of course, grounding, you know, we've talked about this already, but just taking your shoes off and feeling the earth beneath you and take three, like, very long, deep belly breaths. um, It'll change your whole nervous system, you know, within a minute. Absolutely. So, Yeah. Definitely. So the short of it, just be very mindful, right? Yeah, exactly. Mindfulness, just it's such a great, it's such a small thing, really, but it's such a big discovery and it changes your life. It really does. Very important. So how was your, you have a background in landscape architecture, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. How has that yeah. affected your art? Yeah, in a huge way. So I I was always meant to be an artist, um, mm-hmm. but I I really got bogged down by the societal pressure and narrative around starving artists. And mm-hmm. when I was in my college years, I just kind of gave up on trying to be, you know, a professional artist and went in a different direction and found landscape architecture which for me actually was a great fit in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. it tapped into that really deep love for nature. I've always been the kid that was camping, you know, all the time mm-hmm. and spending lots of time outside. So I was uh, I was lucky to have that kind of experience and that deep um, respect for it. And then the other piece of the kind of scientific side of landscape architecture and mm-hmm. design, it is artistic um, in a different oh, yeah. way. Yeah, so it it really, you know, was a good experience for me. And I, I went, uh, after graduating with a degree in landscape architecture, I went to the West Coast. I'm originally from New York. And um, I I spent, you know, five or six years out there working at a really fast-paced design studio. We were working up and down the West Coast and internationally, and it was very um, awesome. exciting and <laughs> And exhausting. And um, during that time, I stopped making art for myself because Uh, my energy was like completely used up during the day. And 
I felt like it wasn't going to be a good long-term fit after that experience, you know, and the impact I was having wasn't exactly what I had hoped for with nature. It was, you know, I ended up working on a lot of like, you know, fancy roof gardens for tall buildings and these kind Uh of projects that weren't as like fulfilling to me. Um, So all that to say is when I, I kind of had a rock bottom moment during my Saturn return of just feeling Uh, so burned out and just like, I need to get out of here. I need to find my true purpose. And um, it really was a lot of inner work to find, to find that out and craft this new direction in my life and um, get back to my art again, really, you know, I'm an artist, I should be making art. Um, And so I committed to get back into my arts practice while I, you know, saved up and prepared to start, you know, to quit and start my own business in the arts. And um, it really was all about being inspired again and reconnected to nature again and experiencing life outside of the office, you know, Um, having those like 10 hour days sitting behind a desk and rushing a meeting to meeting just, it isn't the life my body wanted um, and it wasn't the purpose for me. And so I found my way back to art through photography and temporal land art. And that was definitely influenced by landscape architecture and some ways of looking at land art in a contemporary way, using nature elements as well as the human form and integrating them Mm. together in a way that's just, uh, revealing the innate connection and my work studies this connection and disconnection be- between people and nature and how that relationship is evolving and how it's vulnerable and there's like a, it's a very my work's very tactile and very um emotional I think um yeah and, yeah Beautiful. It's, it's kind of a reflect oh thank you yeah, it's, it, it came, you know, straight from my heart and it's a reflection of my own experience and how I'm, I see the world and, you know, wishing to get people to get back to nature and to see its healing powers and to have reverence for it and to, you know, fall back in love with it again. And, yeah. Lovely. Are, do you feel more at home on the West Coast? I do. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately for my family, <laughs> um, <laughs> I they they most of my family are all still in upstate New York, and I visit oh, wow. there a lot. But um, they there's something about the West Coast, and in the Pacific Northwest in particular, with just all the diverse landscapes you know, being right in the ocean, but having the mountains right there and the desert and the rainforest, there's just so much for me to feel connected to. Uh It's hard to imagine going back, um, back East, but I, I still have a place in my heart for it. Oh, but you, but you know where you're supposed to be. Like everything is aligned when you're on the West coast. I I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we just have to do things that are hard, but we have to listen to our hearts and our souls and what the, where they take us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Do you know your um, human design? I do, actually. Um, Are you I'm a projector? Five, I am a projector. Ah. <laughs> Good cast. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm a 5-1 projector, so that's the heretic mm-hmm. investigator. Ooh. And finding, yeah, it totally fits. Like finding human design right as I was kind of going through my Saturn return was just the yeah. perfect timing to be like, oh, wow, what a relief. Like it's okay to know that my energy has to be really strategically used and I am not a generator oh. like all the people I used to work with. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, my life changed when I discovered I was a projector, too. Oh, yeah. The way you were saying, oh, my God, I feel heard when you were saying, like, I can't have, like, a nine to five, like, a ten hour, like, I. oh, that's me. Yeah. I can't. Like, we're we're doing what we're supposed to do, even if that means we're literally putting ourselves out there and working for free. We have Mm. to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The podcast is exactly what it is. I'm sharing myself, but I'm not really here to work. Yeah, you're here. You're here to guide, right? You're. I'm here, here to, to guide. guide the world. And, yeah, and you you have that special ability to kind of see and understand things, to be able to share with others. So having a podcast feels really beautiful as a projector. Yeah. I'm sure. We love it. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. But we're supposed to work great with manifesting generators, right? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and uh, generators. And generators. Yeah. yeah, I think most of my family are manifesting generators. Wow. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you also do breath work. You teach a course. Am I right? Yes. So tell us about um, it. I, yeah, I'd love to. So I um, guide breathwork sessions for people, mm-hmm. mostly virtually, um, but also some, you know, in person as we can. And I recently started a five-week self-soothe breathwork course, which is all about building your own practice. You know, I was loving working with people one-on-one and guiding them through sessions and teaching them the techniques and helping them drop in and learn how to harness the tool of breath to activate and calm the system. And then it's a really good foray into meditation. I always kind of incorporate that into my work, into the sessions. But I was Mm -hmm. feeling like I wanted to give more. You know, I was like, I wanted to... I want to kind of teach it and then let people not need me anymore. You know, I, I want to be able to give people more tangible tools and not always just be guiding, although I love guiding as well. Um, <laughs> so the five, <laughs> yeah, so the, the five-week course is all about um, building the practice and, you know, teaching a very personalized course. It's a very unique one because it, it does work one-on-one with me. And so I really get to understand the person's needs and ways they want their life to shift and Mm -hmm. be able to tailor what I share with them and kind of build their, you know, self-care mindfulness practices into their life. So it works, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, 
it's so easy, it's so easy to just read a book about meditation and try and you do it for three days and it just doesn't fit with your routine and your schedule and I I am someone who comes from the kind of corporate background in some ways and I know how challenging it can be to change a routine and so that's what I want to kind of help people with is to create things that are realistic, right? That can have big impact right, on life yeah. without taking two or three hours a day to do it. I know, I know people are busy. And so I, I hope I can offer like a more realistic approach to breath work and meditation and have it fit into people's lives in a, a meaningful way. Absolutely. So what are the health benefits? Why should people take your course or just start practicing? Yeah, breathwork and meditation is incredibly profound on the body. It impacts every system. Breathwork itself is the most effective stress reduction tool. Um, mm-hmm. It works incredibly quickly, and it really has personally helped my life so much because, you know, when I was working at that fast-paced design design firm as a projector, feeling so burnt out all the time, I ended up having all this anxiety and I had a couple of panic attacks. And the real remedy for all of that besides getting out of that situation, but in the meantime, breath work really was the key to making all of those um, issues, stress, and anxiety, you know, calm down and to be yeah. able to cope with all of that. It I work with people in the corporate world a lot because I, I can relate to it and I can really give them tips to reduce those kind of irritants that are going to be happening to your body all day long that you can employ for five minutes in the bathroom before the meeting, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to get yourself in a place where your heart rate is lower and your hormones are balanced and your body temperature is even, you know, breath work affects all of those things. And even beyond that, it really helps your sleep. If you're having trouble sleeping, breath work is an incredible tool. Um, It impacts your memory, your creativity, and um, your intuition as well. You know, I love working on an energetic level with people and help them through breath work and meditation get into, um, you know, their heart space and connecting to their soul and to be able to tune in to that inner knowing and to that trust. I love helping people build trust with themselves. Mm, huge thing. That's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. Definitely. That's great. So there's, yeah. Was there any, is there anyone that you could think of that you worked with that maybe you met and you and you thought to yourself, I'm not sure if I could really help this person, but with meditation and breath work, you were just like shocked of how they were able to just like shift their life and make themselves better? Yeah, I've, I worked with one um, gentleman comes to mind who was in kind of the corporate software development, high stress um, situation, and he was not really clued in to the wellness world and the well-being space where, you know, you have a certain language that we share, right, and can mm-hmm. kind of communicate through, and he, he definitely wasn't 
into that space or had that, we didn't have that connection right away. And so it was, mm-hmm. it was really, um, I was a little unsure about how to dive into a new language system and a, a framework to allow him to thrive in the way that is best for him and he can understand it. And right. at first it was definitely a little bit like off rhythm and trying to get that together. But after, you know, two sessions, um, it was incredible to see his mind and body completely open up and Beautiful. to hear his stories about the way his work has changed, his stress, his sleep, his relationships, his confidence and ability to think and focus. And um, it was a really profound experience and definitely was one of those where you felt at first like, oh, no, this is going to be really challenging. And the most challenging ones often have the best results, right? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, yes. I love just like making people believers now in Reiki. When first they yeah. just, they go like, what is that? That's crazy. You're able to connect with someone's energy through FaceTime or Zoom? No. And then when mm-hmm. I do it, they're just shocked. And that's like my favorite yeah. reaction <laughs> of life. Yeah. I just like live for the face after I work on them. Oh, <laughs> Especially yeah. people in my it's... community. They're so closed off from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely, especially that one is such a hurdle. I mean, I could even relate to that a couple of years ago. I had my first distance healing and I was like, all right, you know, I'm open to this space, but I'm not really sure how that would work. And then you feel it and you're like, wow. Okay. Can I I tell you the craziest thing? I never had a client tell me that they saw me. They actually saw my face in a distance healing session, but she said, I really saw you above me having your hands wow. like all over my chakras and I'm just like that is great that's unbelievable but it it just it wow. shows how profound that how energy is just energy is everywhere like we can't just doubt it at all yeah it's it's what our world is made of right and it's mm-hmm. interacting with everything all around us and each other all the time um yeah, that's that's really beautiful to hear. Yeah. Are there any other healing modalities that you'd like to get into and implement into your practice, your photography, your art? Yeah, well, one thing I, I love about my photography sessions, um, they're like embodiment shoots. They mm-hmm. employ all the things that we've talked about already today where yeah. they're always done in nature, outside. They include... Um, meditation and breath work to kind of get people opened up and creative and then they they have a com- empowering and creative styling and shoot outside i love mm. um that framework but i'm really excited to start planning for integrating other things into it and i'm actually integrating um a workshop this summer with a reiki healer Ooh. and we're going to yeah, so it's going to be really cool. We're we're planning sessions that um, we do a group uh, breathwork session, and then she performs Reiki, and then go they go straight to me, and we do um, an embodiment photo shoot, 
and then have a collective experience at the end. And it's, we're going to encourage people to take a photo of themselves before and then after the, mm -hmm. and then they will have a picture from me at the end of the experience. And it's going to be really interesting to see that energetic and physical transformation. Ooh. Have you ever like dabbled in like reading auras or are you interested in reading auras? I, I just, that am. came to my I, mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely am. I haven't, I w I'm always, I've always been interested in um, getting a picture of my mm. orange taken with that special camera, but I haven't gotten to that yet. But it definitely is um, something I'm interested in, especially working with like the colors and the energy field is always shifting. So it's it's interesting. I, I didn't, I used to not know that you can change your color, you can change your aura. I just thought if you were told one thing, yeah. it would stay for life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was so simple back then. <laughs> we all were at the beginning. Right? right. I just feel like you would be great at that. That like, just came to my mind, like reading auras. I just like see you doing that in the future. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep in touch. I'll yeah. find out. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I always I'm always here to explore. I love learning. I try to like structure my weeks where at least like thirty percent of my active like energetic time is learning something new. It just fuels and I'm sure you do too, just like getting that new yeah. spark of information and way to go deeper with your clients is mm -hmm. it's so amazing. Yeah. I love to like fixate on like a topic or like an idea and just find out everything I can about that idea. Mm -hmm. like tackle it yeah that's that's my personality I guess it's the oh, trip yeah. of go and me <laughs> yeah definitely and are do you know your profile in human design um I don't know it fully but I know that I'm the type that gets bitter if they don't oh, I always forget what's that one I'm not open oh called? you're not I'm not well, just check no should check out your number. I bet you have a one. So the two main I, numbers in your profile. I bet you're a one too, like an investigator with that kind of laser focus research you love to do. I think I am. I'm like trying to look up the my package, the Jovian archive. Anyone wants to mm -hmm. do that? That's what it's called. But I know that. Um, yeah, I'm just like basically just supposed to like lead people and not really do anything and I was like okay yeah that's fine yeah. you're like great <laughs> I'm like where's my or I didn't know it had like so many types I just thought okay you are this you are this you are this like I just thought I was yeah. a projector I forgot that there's so many uh, I can't yeah it's, I know. there's so I many levels into it again to it. yeah yeah there's so many this was such a fun, grounded, earthy talk. Can't you agree? <laughs> I definitely agree. <laughs> Too much earth in this in this talk, but I loved it. Thank you so much. Can you tell everybody where to find you, book your course, a session with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can find me on my website at sterlingroseart.com. There you'll find um, my art shop where you can buy prints of my artwork. You can learn more about my breath work and photo shoot offerings and book me through there. 
And you can also check me out on Instagram at Sterling Rosart. I stay pretty active on there and share what's going on. So hope to hear from you. Great. Thank you so much, Sterling. We'll be in touch, okay? Thanks again for coming on. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141 rakuten.com slash r slash divina 141 happy shopping and make some money